Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kurt Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This is the broadcast for November the 24th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our one of two. And our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. We're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Those are the websites. Donate liberally. Live and on-demand radio free at your fingertips. We had our guest on Lil Nelson campaign for liberty yesterday. We talked about act now to stop medical IDs. The medical ID card merging with your, quote, driver's license, merging with your Social Security card, creating one big dossier card that will eventually have your vaccines on them as well. Pretty soon you won't be able to buy or sell or travel or do anything else without the, quote, master dossier access card. So keep an eye on that ball. We pray people act now to stop this stuff, but no one seems to care, so... It'll march on. Trump campaign cuts Sidney Powell from President's legal team. That's an interesting twist, to say the least. Powell indicated that she continues to keep litigating. Quote, I will represent we the people and I will seek the truth. I intend to expose all, that's right, all the fraud and let the chips fall where they may. I will protect the foundations. We will not allow the foundations of this great republic to be destroyed by abject fraud. And, um, hey, we can't have our votes stolen by foreign interests or anyone else. I stand with Sidney Powell. She's right as rain. How much ground she can gain by herself. Only time will tell, but our prayers are with her, and I think she's spot on on the issues. I guess the Pentagon and the CIA are in charge of foreign policy, writes Jacob Hornberger. That's why Trump wasn't able to get as much done as he had hoped. Forced vaccination laws in Denmark. Good news got abandoned after public protest. Yeah, America's two largest states, Texas and Florida, said they're not going to continue with lockdowns. Civil disobedience, ladies and gentlemen, is one of the great solutions for this COVID-19 madness we're experiencing. Here we go again. Nanny state lockdowns, Judge Andrew Napolitano writes that piece. We also talk about Ticketmaster fascism. Yeah, John Rappaport writes it. Bottom line is, hey, they want you to have a vaccination or a recent proof of negative virus test in order to buy a Ticketmaster's ticket to a concert. That's just the beginning of what they have planned for us, ladies and gentlemen. Write it down with Joe Biden at the helm. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse fast. Don't cancel Thanksgiving. Don't cancel Christmas. Do cancel lockdowns. That was Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, doing a phenomenal job. Second hour, Dr. Scott Bradley with us to preserve the nation. His website, FreedomsRisingSun.com. We talked about life wins, the pro-life view, that is. 14 new pro-life women 
elected the House Republicans. Those are seats formerly held by Democrats, so a lot of gains uh, in the House. We need more common sense. Republican Lauren Boebert heads to Washington to represent Colorado's 3rd District. She's from a place called Rifle, Colorado, and runs a grill called Shooter's Grill. Pretty good news to stand up for the Second Amendment and for pro-life views. Georgia GOP chief Biden won by a higher percentage than dictators in fixed elections. Our attorneys have requested an investigation. Sadly, it's becoming a day late and a dollar short for those uh, efforts. Canada Elections Department announces it doesn't use the controversial Dominion voting systems. So I don't know what that tells you, but people are fleeing off the Dominion ship faster than you can imagine. Dominion admits that it donated to Clinton Foundation, hired Pelosi staffer, etc. Now they're blatantly admitting conflict of interest and fraud, but nobody seems to care. Except for Sidney Powell. She says, hey man, if John Roberts doesn't get it right and if he dismisses election fraud, impeach him. Boy, howdy do I agree with Sidney Powell. Voter fraud charge, 8,000. Fraudulent voter registration applications by two men in L.A. Again, doesn't matter how many vote fraud cases come up. They're going to dismiss them all and say you're just crazy. You're loony in the head. Nothing here. Move along. Nevada scheme, believe it or not, handed out prizes for voting. Simply put, this is illegal. I, I know it's not. It's only illegal if they do something about it and create accountability. Otherwise, hey, give me a list of laws that I can break, right? Pro-Trump crowd does a great job, breaks out in patriotic song. All singing the Star-Spangled Banner together. We do need patriotism in America, I'll tell you that now. Lou Dobbs, quote, FBI, investigating the 2020 presidential election. Yeah, Bureau probing astonishing acts of misconduct. Doesn't seem to matter, does it? They keep marching on with the, quote, elect of Joe Biden lie. Arizona's Biggs and Gozer, two congressmen, this election is a joke. America deserves an election audit. Amen to that, but we're moving on without it, folks. President Trump fires top election cybersecurity official Chris Krebs. That was the right thing to do. It just happened way too late in the process is the sad part. That's the recap that took place yesterday. News the networks refused to use starts now. Kirk Crosby's with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Buenos dias. Uh, greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. You're very welcome. Sad tale to tell now. President Trump directed General Services Administrator Emily Murphy and the rest of his administration on Monday to formally begin the transition process for what they call President-elect Joe Biden. Now, President Trump uh, did say, Emily, move ahead. Emily did say, I researched, independently came up with my own view, and I believe Joe Biden to be president, she says. But Trump says, I want to thank Emily Murphy, or Emily, Emily Murphy at the GSA for her steadfast dedication and loyalty to our country. Now, here's what he says, though. This is the president of the United States, ladies and gentlemen. This is very interesting, in my opinion. He says she has been harassed, threatened, 
and abused. And I do not want to see this happen to her or her family or the employees at the GSA. He continues and says, our case strongly continues. We will keep up the good fight, and I believe we will prevail. So that's the president's uh, statements on this. But I got serious issues with this whole narrative. Kurt, you want to talk about it? What are your thoughts? Well, I I believe, you know, he's um, right with what he says about uh, her getting harassed, um, her getting, um, you know, probably threatened, et cetera. I mean, we've seen that in uh, many, many cases. If you wear a Make America Great Again hat, you, you get that, um, you know, and this lady... Uh, being in charge of that uh, thing that they feel like is so vital to start turning over to old Joe, you know. Uh, you know, so you've got the deep state, the swamp, the critters, the conspiracy, the insiders, whatever you want to call them, that are just, you know, they they want that power. They, they never wanted to give it up in the first place uh, when Obama was gone. And I don't think they ever really did. I mean, they got their guys still in there. And, and he's saying, hey, at least this way, maybe it'll be less heat on her. And, uh, you know, he, he, even though some people don't think uh, this is the case, uh, he's literally concerned about, you know, the safety and freedom and blessings for all people, I think. I agree completely with that she's being harassed and abused. And I agree with President Trump thanking Emily Murphy and letting her make her own decisions. Here's the problem that I have with it, though, Kurt. <clears throat> if she's really being harassed, okay? If she's really been threatened and if she's really been abused, then I want to know who's going to be arrested for the harassment and the threats. Okay, this is kind of what I'm talking about where the swamp just has their way with us, and unless we create accountability, we're not going to get anywhere. Okay, so if poor Emily Murphy at the GSA is being threatened, my response is by who, and are they in jail, Kurt? Because if they're not, then this just proves the point. There is a secret combination. There is a group of people above the law in this country You can call it the swamp, you can call it the shadow government, you can call it the Democrats, you can call it whatever you want to. But why, Kurt, are people not arrested for this? If the President of the United States knows that one of his staff members, if you will, at the GSA, Emily, is being literally threatened, we need the FBI to start arresting people immediately, sir. How come that's not happening? Well, it's a very great point, Sam, and the you know the the real reason is, you know, um, who's on whose side, Sam? I mean, who's really I agree with, uh, that with point. the president? Is it the FBI? No. Can he trust those guys? No. Can he trust the CIA? No. Can he? You know, I mean, there's just can a he trust Giuliani? I don't think so problems. either. Well, I I guess he's hoping he can. I wish he could. We'll talk more about it, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious business. I stand with the president's true attempt to over, to reject vote fraud, and I stand with Sidney Powell. But they're showing their true colors right now. 
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999. Text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999 or go to defendapatriot.com. DefendAPatriot.com I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. So I see the true colors, ladies and gentlemen, of who's who right now. President Trump honorably uh, doing his very best to use the legal system that we have, to use the checks and balances of the proper role of constitutional government to get to the bottom of criminal activity in our country. But the swamp is so dishonest, so immoral, so hostile and hate-filled, they're literally moving to violence behind the scenes. Okay? You saw the two Republican Pennsylvania folks that did not want to certify the vote. They cut off the video, twisted arms and roughed people up, and hey, man, they got them to agree, and then they recanted even. It's so bad. But, of course, there's nothing here. Move along. Lies, the mainstream press, in bed with the swamp in government. President Trump now directs general services administration or gsa leader emily murphy and uh, the others in the administration to go ahead and formally begin the transition to joe they say president-elect but i'm taking that out of my headline because i don't believe he's president-elect at all okay we haven't certified all the votes the electoral college hasn't voted okay but they're literally uh, going to abuse people and commit violence, and the president does not want to see violence. Trump, quote, I want to thank Emily Murphy at the GSA for her steadfast dedication and loyalty to our country. She has been harassed, threatened, and abused, and I don't want to see that happen to her, her family. Now, that's an interesting statement as well, and or her employees. I completely agree with this. We don't want to see any harm done to anybody. But I'm saying to you that if the swamp has gone to violence, gone to threats, where on earth are the FBI and others to do their duty and arrest these thugs that are committing this harassment and violence? 
But see, poor President Trump is being besieged and betrayed by everybody in the swamp, including Republicans at high levels en masse. Here's the next headline from President Trump. Our case strongly continues. We will keep up the good fight, and I believe we will prevail. I pray that he's right. I don't have a lot of hope, as I've told you before, but I absolutely pray that he's right. The reason that I don't have a lot of hope is because we're not arresting people. Okay, I'm not seeing signs along the way. When we travel towards liberty, travel towards draining the swamp, we should see signs of government departments shutting down that are unconstitutional. We should see people getting fired. Very few have been fired. We, see, we should see uh, people going to prison. I don't see anybody going to prison except for the good guys, really. All right, but President Trump is doing his best, but the swamp is just so deep. And I think poor President Trump and uh, are realizing, hey, <laughs> even Giuliani's now betraying the president, uh, in my personal opinion, to which I'm entitled, but others are betraying the president as well. Let me give you an example to make the point. While we hear of fraudulent activity all around the country, okay, from legitimate Republican sources, I mean, Ted Cruz is talking about it, Rand Paul's talking about it, Okay, there's all kinds of uh, people in government. I, we just gave you the example yesterday, the Georgia uh, Republican leader that's like, hey, you know, more people voted than, than even in dictator-type countries for President Biden or Joe Biden. This isn't correct or whatever. We're looking into it. The looking into it's getting swept all under the rug. And here's the example that I would give. More than 100 Republican former national security Officials, including former Homeland Security secretaries, warned that President Donald Trump's refusal to allow a transition to take place imperils the nation. So you literally have Homeland Security created by the Republicans, and now the Homeland Security uh, um, secretaries or whatever are speaking out with over 100, quote, Republican Former national security officials all saying, Don caved to Joe. Now, I use those terms loosely because that's how cavalier they are with the office of the president. To me, it's, it isn't Don caved to Joe. Okay, what it is is President Donald J. Trump, never mind due process, set aside the rule of law, set aside your, your legitimate call for a redress of grievance, short-circuit the courts, short-circuit the truth, ignore voter fraud, and capitulate to Joe. And when you have that many Republicans turning their backs on you, how many Republicans are betraying you behind the scenes? I don't even begin to know. But I will say this. It is becoming uh, epic. What can the President of the United States do, Kurt, at this point if he's law-abiding? I don't know, because a train is a rolling. And the Republicans and the Democrats all in the swamp are literally resorting to violence. We see it in those two examples, the Republicans that tried to say we don't want to certify Pennsylvania. We don't want to do it. But they were literally forced to, and then they recanted going, wait, hold on a minute. If that's not enough concern for vote fraud, I don't know what is. We see it in Georgia. We see it all over the country. If even a even if a hundredth of Sidney Powell's allegations are true, we got a serious, serious problem in America. But everyone, almost to a man, is saying Trump should capitulate. 
Trump should transfer power. Now, I personally have a completely different opinion. I think Trump should not transfer power because I don't believe that the true due process for the president of the United States, Mr. Donald J. Trump, I don't believe that the redress of grievances has been properly vetted, and I don't believe the due process of law has exhausted itself. The proof in the pudding is the president says, our case strongly continues. We will keep up the good fight, and I believe we'll prevail. If he really believes that, then we shouldn't be transferring any power. The problem is President Trump doesn't want people to get hurt on his watch. So what does a peaceful man like the president do? Well, he says, okay, if you guys are going to do that much pressure, I'm not going to put my people in harm's way. Go ahead and start your transition. I don't believe it's legitimate. I'm still pushing for a redress of grievance. I'm doing all that I can to have the truth come out, but I don't want my people to get hurt in the process. But Kurt's right. I don't believe that that we can get people arrested because the swamp's so deep they won't arrest anybody. The only people they'll arrest is maybe me or you or some other good person doing something good. They have plenty of time and power and money and, and force for that. But they don't for the legitimate crimes in America. Now, how many, if more than 100 Republican former national security officials have turned on President Trump and said, hey, you're hurting the country by not transferring power. I submit to you that you are hurting the country by transferring power. And let me double down and make my point. If Joe Biden is really in bed with the Chinese and really involved in the criminal activity that is where the allegations lie, it is a national security crisis, a national security breach of epic proportion to allow Joe to have that internal United States government information, to put Joe whacked out loony Unable to remember where he is, Joe, give him access to our national security briefings and information is an absolute danger to national security. So the only thing I can criticize President Trump here for would be to say to let Joe have access to that, to let Emily carry out this effort. It is putting the nation at great risk. If even a tenth of what Joe Biden is guilty of doing is true, him and Hunter will put the nation at risk like you've never seen before on the altar for big money. So, President Trump, I wish you wouldn't transfer power. I wish you wouldn't allow this to happen. I get it that you're forced to by the swamp. I I understand it. That's why I said I don't think President Trump can win at all anyway. Not because he didn't rightfully win. Not because his cause isn't just. But because we've allowed this to get above us for so long that I think it's unstoppable now. They're literally breaking the law in your face and they don't care. Because there's not much we can do about it at this point. Now, I believe President Trump needs to continue his case and I commend him for doing so. But I'm very, very concerned when we let Joe have access to government computers, access to government office space, access to press briefings, access to coronavirus briefings, access to uh, behind-the-scenes military briefings. I believe we have created a national security crisis like you wouldn't believe for a candidate that hasn't been elected and who we don't even know if has won. Well, there's allegations of vote fraud on a national scale. There's allegations of personal impropriety, to say the least, on his personal level with his son Hunter and more. And to give him access to the keys to the kingdom is absolutely a national security insanity crisis. That's my opinion. But sadly, even Rush Limbaugh dumped on the president's team quite a bit on Monday on his broadcast. Rush Limbaugh criticized... President Donald Trump's legal team saying they had failed to deliver on promises. 
on promised blockbuster stuff. You call a gigantic press conference like that, said Rush, that takes well over an hour and you announce incredible bombshells the whole time, you better deliver bombshells. A witness, even a single witness whose identity was disguised, would have taken this a long way towards bolstering your claims. But you gave us nothing. If the Trump team is going to make a case, they better do it, and they better do it fast, says Rush. I don't know how many people are standing with the president and standing with Sidney Powell. But I'm standing with the truth of honest elections. That's what I'm standing with. And I'm standing with the truth that Joe Biden needs to be in prison for his crimes. And I want to arrest anyone who's harassing or threatening poor Emily. How about you? Do you believe in the rule of law? Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. U.S. President-elect Joe Biden has chosen former Federal Reserve Chair Janet Yellen to serve as Treasury Secretary in his new cabinet. Speaking with Bloomberg last month, she's ready to tax the gas and oil industries. Where, where energy uh, that creates carbon emissions enters the economy and to simply levy a tax. So um, I think that's an easier and more efficient way than auctioning permits, but one way or another... Um, We think carbon pricing is important. Janet Yellen will be the first woman to serve as Treasury Secretary. With Thanksgiving on Thursday, a recent survey claims one in three Americans believe the risk is worth the reward of a family gathering. Dr. Jerome Adams with the White House Coronavirus Task Force on Fox has a couple of ideas beyond what we already know to keep your holidays safer. Turn your ceiling fans on and have them circulating to pull the air out. Turn your HVAC system on continuous. USA Radio News. President Trump has exposed the big media, phony polls, voter fraud, fake news, and everyone is turning away from Fox News. If you're tired of Fox, you can now watch Newsmax TV. President Trump is tweeting about Newsmax all the time. Millions are tuning in, and Newsmax is breaking records. Watch Newsmax TV every night for Greg Kelly, Sean Spicer, Chris Salcedo, and more. Plus, get the latest from Dick Morris, Rudy Giuliani, Michelle Malkin, Alan Dershowitz, Diamond and Silk, and Mike Huckabee. President Trump says he watches Newsmax and likes it. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. Check your cable guide. Also get Newsmax TV for free on Roku, Zumo, YouTube, Pluto, Apple TV, and even smart TVs like Samsung Plus and LG. Download the free Newsmax TV app on your iPhone or Android and watch us anytime, anywhere. Newsmax is real news for real people. The West Texas town of El Paso is having a hard time keeping up with COVID-19. USA Radio News Val Dior explains. The Texas National Guard has been mobilized to El Paso County, Texas, to help with a morgue crisis as the state battles a surge in coronavirus cases and deaths. A team of 36 National Guard troops were called to provide mortuary affairs support. The Guard will replace inmates who had relieved overworked El Paso City personnel. The goal is to create movement of the dead to prevent to back up returning those that have passed to their families. El Paso is on the border of Mexico and has become one of Texas's COVID-19 hotspots. From the Texas USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Val Dior. El Paso is the 22nd largest city in America. Michigan election officials on Monday certified Democrat Joe Biden's victory in the state. The final vote was not unanimous as one of the four declared abstention. President Trump has not conceded the November 3rd election and continues to call out voting fraud. 
USA Radio News. All right, our pressure for the greatest nation on the face of the earth. That's for sure. We stand with President Trump saying that he wants to continue his fight. But I sadly believe, as Rush Limbaugh said, his, uh, well, his attorneys, not counting Sidney Powell, has be- have betrayed him. I pray it isn't true, but I'm concerned that it is, Kurt. Well, I agree, Sam. Uh, the... Uh... I would like to throw in a couple of things. Apparently, uh, this lady, Emily Murphy, said that the threats included uh, to her life, family, and even her pets, Sam. That's correct. Um, so, you know what? Where are people which, getting arrested on this thing? I agree. I agree. Um, and, um, uh, you know, at least, uh, as you said, the president's, um, um, you know, at least... Um, Pretty, uh, uh, I guess you could say, holding fast to his effort to, uh, um, you know, he's um, moving forward with uh, their plan on the legal challenges, etc. Uh, but uh, I, I just didn't know that you mentioned the pet part. That's the only part that I. I didn't mention the pets. I just like, mentioned that she's being harassed and everybody's being well, harassed, and Trump basically made it, you know, that it was her, her family, the employees. Uh, basically everybody, and, and well, you know, maybe the P- PETA people will be coming out. No, in sir. Arms, they only know, care about pets when it's because, you and I. Oh, when well, they want to throw us in jail. Them or the yeah, that's right. Good point. Mm-hmm. So okay, you know, no, I I, I think it's important to bring this up though. Yeah. <laughs> that when you say this though, Kurt, about the pets, because it just goes to show this is how hostile mm-hmm. these people really have become, and that's why I'm saying, you know what. How come no one's talking about lawsuit or uh, arresting people except for me? Have you heard of anybody well, talking about, hey, we and, need to start arresting people over this? And another point in your uh, favor, Sam. Um, the headline from Breitbart says, U.S. attorney declines to investigate thugs who attacked Rand Paul at at uh, the R- at the RNC. Right. Uh, you know, and this was, uh, uh, if, you, if, ladies and gentlemen, you're not caught up on it, uh, the... Uh, the senator from Kentucky and his wife were walking back uh, um, from uh, an event um, in August 28th, I guess it was. Uh, yeah, it was basically in D.C., them. right? Yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, and they were uh, basically attacked. They had, uh, you know, police around them, and the policeman actually uh, was uh, injured. One of them was. Um, and so Rand Paul said, well, you know, um, who's getting charged for these uh, things? You know what's what's happening with these people? And the bottom line is uh, nobody is. See? Um, you know, and that's that goes uh, more to your point, I think. You know. Yeah, and I know Kurt's frustrated sense. with me with with you know uh, you know explaining how deep the swamp is and how abusive and hostile they can become. Um, but I believe Trump's surrounded by enemies is the problem. And the only one I think that's been loyal to President Trump in this whole thing has really been uh, Sidney Powell. And, uh, you know, Giuliani and those guys jettisoned Sidney because, hey, I think Sidney's basically saying this isn't a Democrat-Republican issue. Uh, 
And I think that Giuliani and others want to defend the Republican swamp side of things while trying to get at the Democratic swamp side of things, which will never work. Sidney Powell's saying, look, I don't care who's guilty. I want them all to be accountable. And that's why I commend Sidney Powell and agree with her completely. But Just, there, uh, there you have at it. At least, Kurt. yeah, and I think, I think I'm pretty sure that's, um, you know, exact, uh, I mean, a big part of it. Uh, Rudy says that uh, they're pursuing two different theories. Um, and, um, you know, so, uh, you know, in other words, you've got the kind of the old-fashioned theory about, uh, hey, uh, you bring in, uh, you know, these massive boxes of uh unexamined ballots and uh you know i mean kind of the old-fashioned like the uh uh oh that movie about um oh was it uh, about it down in georgia where they stole the ballot boxes you know that's kind of the old-fashioned um you know stealing of the ballots and uh, the elections and that kind of thing and so rudy and uh, at least mrs ellis or miss ellis i'm not sure you know if she's married or whatever but um they're focused on those where there's all this uh you know shenanigans uh, that are there and there's plenty for them to focus on whereas i think uh, like you said that uh, you know sydney's focused on this uh, other thing that's a big time problem and it and it doesn't just stretch to america um you know it goes uh, worldwide and you know wherever this uh, system has been used and these criminals have uh, you know stolen elections sam so i think you're you're uh, correct there yeah i don't trust giuliani though kurt i just don't you know this is the guy that was involved in the 9-11 scandal won't come clean on that abused anybody that rejected the narrative uh you know doubled down in defense of and, and, and bottled stuff up and everything else and continue to gain uh, you know, power and prestige on a roll ever since. The guy's been a swamp monster forever. Now he's the lead of Trump's team. And the only one that I see literally taking it to him as hard as she can is Sidney Powell. And what does Giuliani do? Dump her. And you got to kind of wonder why. Now, some are speculating that they're working together. It's just that she can do more from the outside. She can take on the military discussions where Giuliani, for some reason, can't. Or that Sidney Powell, uh, you know, separate from the administration, can do more. She's more flexible. You know, I wish that were true, but we're making excuses for the swamp now. Okay, I wouldn't be defending Giuliani at all. Uh, but Sidney Powell now forced to march alone, Kurt, sad to say. I think she's spot on, and I completely back her. She created a new website that I think is worth highlighting as well. Defendingtherepublic.org is what it's called. And uh, DefendingTheRepublic.org is a site that designs to try to uh, raise money. Okay, as Sidney Powell basically says, I want to um, become an attorney for we the people. And uh, she says, I've never taken any money from the Trump administration. I never sent them a bill or anything else. But now it's Sidney Powell's legal defense fund um, called Defending the Republic. Sidney Powell's Legal Defense Fund. And um, she talks about fraud. She talks about states in question. She talks about the media. And then donate below. Defending the Republic was established by Sidney Powell to defend and to protect the integrity of the elections in the United States. Please contribute below using our secure system. 
And um, then she says, if you prefer to send a check, you can do so here. And um, I think it's great work, and I'm going to donate, Kurt. Yeah, I've already donated. It says uh, mission uh, to protect and defend the uh, lawful votes of American citizens, ensure election integrity, educate the world on what it means to be a constitutional republic. That's pretty cool. And pursue legal action to preserve the vision of our founders and to maintain this great republic. Uh, Attorney Sidney Powell needs your immediate support to halt the certification of ballots in Georgia, Michigan, Arizona, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. Uh, and then it says to contact Cindy Powell directly, please visit her website at sydneypowell.com. Uh, it says millions of dollars must be raised to defend the republic as these lawsuits continue to be filed to ensure victory. In Bush v. Gore, the Supreme Court recognized that once vested in the people, the right to vote is fundamental, and one source of its fundamental nature lies in the equal weight of each vote. This fundamental right to equal weight was not defended or actualized in this election. There is evidence of ballots being discarded, hundreds of thousands of ballots appearing out of thin air, ballot harvesting, and a lower standard of verification for some mail-in ballots. This is voter fraud and has infringed upon Americans' sacred right to vote and for their votes to carry equal weight. The case will seek to block the certification of the election results so that justice can be done. We need to stop the steal in its tracks. The future of our republic is at stake. The left, the media, and a complicit Republican establishment are attempting to steal this election through a staggering voter fraud operation. The time to fight is now. And then she has uh, the quote from Benjamin Franklin, a republic, if you can keep it. Amen to that. Amen. And I will say this, too. You know, I know Rush Limbaugh, Rush Limbaugh is critical. But again, when you're Sidney Powell and you're getting, you know, doing all the interviews yourself, you know, and you're basically trying to gather all this evidence, put it all together by yourself. Uh, the legal team jettisons you. Uh, they start, you know, in a sense, bad mouthing you. The whole nation uh, bad mouthing Sidney Powell. Uh, Rush Limbaugh, you know, Tucker Carlson. I mean, I can go on and on and on. It just again. People are showing their true colors, Kurt, in my opinion. And uh, I'm disappointed in Rush. What Rush should be doing is telling you about Sidney Powell's efforts. And he should be helping us raise money. He should be one of the first people to donate. DefendingTheRepublic.org is the website. Let's talk about this more, but we're seeing people's true colors, as I mentioned before. That's the good news in this. So, uh, you two are real actors, huh? Well, I was an extra on a soap opera for three years. And I'm best known for starring in cat food commercials. Mm. <laughs> and you're going to play our parents for how long? Oh, just during dinner for the next few years, probably until you're both off to college. Your real parents will be back every night at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock? Hey, your dad's busy. He's got work, softball, client yeah. functions. Yeah, and your mom, she's got the literary club and play rehearsals. So. Uh, don't you worry. They'll be back on time. Otherwise, we get time, time and, and a half. half. Ka-ching! <laughs> <laughs> okay, according to the script, we're supposed to ask you how your day was yes um okay i guess Ooh. 
Is that the best you can do? I think I want my real parents. I don't see that in the script. No ad-libbing, please. There's no substitute for a loving parent. And when you're really there, you'll know how much you care. From The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, for more tips on strengthening your family, visit family.mormon.org. Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? As a physician, I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies. I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand. I defy those who are careless, who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say, we're not going to protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. So as I mentioned, you're starting to see people's true colors, and Giuliani, in my opinion, uh, and Rush Limbaugh ought to be two people uh, that should be literally defending Sidney Powell. And when you criticize her for not releasing all the evidence right now, <laughs> wow, how many people does she have to help her, Kurt, do you think? Last I understood, well, she's kind of doing it for the most part by herself. I will say this, and I, I'm not telling you that I heard a whole uh, program with Rush yesterday. I tried to listen to what I could simply because I know, uh, you know, he had treatment last week, and uh, you know, and and his uh, sit-in guy, uh, what's his name, Mark Stein, did have Sidney Powell on the program, which, at least in my opinion, is uh, you know a star on the forehead there. Yeah, uh, it's no doubt a step in the program. right direction. And uh, what I heard, at least, uh, Rush Limbaugh doing, and I'm, I'm seeing these headlines where it says uh, Rush Limbaugh does full 180, blast Sidney Powell. That's an MSN story. Um, I was, you know, and I saw another one from, uh, I don't know, was it uh, Daily Beast, similar kind of thing. I didn't hear that from Rush. What I heard was basically that... Uh, at least when I heard him talking uh, quite a while about um, Sidney Powell and um, Lynn Woods, he basically said they're just impeccable. Uh, they're just uh, incredible people, and uh, you've got to pretty much trust exactly what they're saying because they have a massive track record. And, uh, you know, at least that's the main stuff I've heard directly from him now you know i i know he, uh, these, uh, at least criticize president opinion. donald trump's legal team and say hey they had failed to deliver on promised blockbuster stuff well i didn't hear that sam um all right anyway but, it's right uh, it's a quote from his show so you must have missed it or whatever else and i think that, well, that to some degree rush is trying to highlight the difference between Sidney powell lynn woods and the trump team see that's giuliani versus these guys that have impeccable characters kurt you're seeing a split. The swamp has to defend itself. And Sydney's going, I'm having none of that. And I think she's right, Kurt.
Very good. I don't know what else to add about that, Sam. I, I do I do think, though, that uh, at least I've seen many times, uh, you know, on, on situations about uh, media, um, you know, like, for example, the Daily Beast. I, I don't know about it being a, a pro-Trump thing or, a, you know, an anti-Trump thing. I do know the MSN. I wouldn't really trust theirs and that they're picking up the exact same headline from uh, Daily Beast. So then I look at it and think, mm, I doubt that. I mean, uh, they certainly could have quoted a part about that I heard Rush Limbaugh say where he said, hey, man, uh, Sidney Powell and Lynn Woods are impeccable and just fantastic people. And, you know, I go you know, with what they're uh, saying because you better... It's like old Zig Ziglar when he said, uh, if old Joe or old Jim or whoever says, put your tubs out or it's going to rain, he says, you can put your tubs out. You know, there's certain people you can trust and others you, you know, they don't have quite as good a track record. Um, yeah, and I, you know, I, so I, I don't know where Rush stands. It's hard to say. Uh, Kurt has a different narrative than the quotes from the show, so I'm just not really sure where to go with that. Yeah. I try to listen, but I don't always. I mean, sometimes I get a phone call. Sometimes I get, you know, a customer. Yeah. Sometimes I get grandkid that says, hey, Grandpa, you know. Well, whatever. I hope Rush like, is standing up for the truth. I know he's been a water boy for the Republicans for years and years and years and years. In years past. But Hopefully I, he's come to I his senses. His, Time uh, will tell. His cancer thing and uh, dealing with that and, uh, you know, so many callers that basically say they're praying for him. Um I think I'm for that's for him. changing a lot, um, you know, at least in, in all right. Uh, so, do you have trust in Rush? Those things. Well, I, I mean, uh, trust um, out of the uh, mainstream, uh, you know, um, talk radio guys that are out there. You've got what Glenn Beck, Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, uh, uh, Mark uh, Levine. You know, those are probably some of the top guys. You got. Uh, the Dr. Uh, Savage, you know, uh, out of them all, I'd probably put um, Mark Levin's stuff, you know, pretty close. Him and uh, Glenn uh, first probably uh, where Rush is real close, at least based on what I've seen and heard um, lately, you know. Uh, I think uh, all of them have had, uh, none of them are perfect. Um, I mean, like us, you know, but... Um, Anyway, that's yeah. Trust in Giuliani. Um, you know the the thing that I think about Giuliani is, um, and the reason he's kind of useful, he's he's from New York, which is where a big bunch of the media is from, uh, of course, where the president's you know from. Uh, so you know, there's there's this idea that says, hey, if you're going to get uh, in on that media, then you got to know your way around. Well, the problem is, I think, uh, is it's a different game now than it was before. And that is, even though a lot of the media is based there, they're completely against, um, you know, the president. And so they're just locking out um, um, Rudy. And, uh, you know, in my opinion, I'd rather see like a Lynn Wood be in charge of things or, or even... Uh, you know, a Judge Roy Moore or something like that who's going to go at it a little stronger and harder. But um, the president made that call, and that's, you know, he does have the young uh, lady, Mrs. Uh, Ellis, um, 
there helping out. Yeah, so, I don't know anything about her. Know. She's an unknown yeah. stage character to me. Yeah, that's right. I don't know a lot about her either. But, um, you know, it seems like at least uh, you got the one guy, so you get some uh, media coverage, you know, you're hoping Giuliani, mayor, quote, you know, would give you that. And then you got the other, uh, and his experience with uh, illegal voting goes way back, and you know. Uh, yeah, what about Laura Ingram? You trust her? Well, you know, Laura, I saw her uh, kind of saying basically, you know, she said, hey, this is just a, a hard road uh, to get uh, through. I, you know, I don't, I mean, I don't know for sure what's going to happen, but it sure is uh, concerning to me what's happening and how it looks, uh, you know, and. Uh, you know, so I, uh, she's in part of Fox, and she's she's been a pretty, I guess you could say, you know, pretty straight shooter for a long time, um, and at least when I'm comparing her to, you know, like uh, your standard MSN guys or your, uh, you know, uh, CNN, you know, she's way better than that. Uh, I think though that she's surrounded and just like any Fox. Uh, person is now uh, surrounded by a whole bunch of rough people, you know. Yeah, you got and that so right. That's kind of rough. Well, yeah. anyway, FNC's Ingram says, Breitbart, mm -hmm. I would be lying to you if I said that there was an excellent chance SCOTUS will deliver victory to Trump. So, yep. you know, even she's starting to kind of see the writing on the wall of how deep the swamp is. And I really think all that happened is people underestimated how deep the swamp really is and what lengths they'll go to to commit fraud, Kurt. Yeah, good point. Um, one other thing about Sidney Powell's um, website, defendingtherepublic.org, uh, for the legal defense, she says it's a uh, 501c4. It says contributions are not tax deductible. <laughs> she says due to high traffic, the site may be temporarily unavailable. Please keep trying. Uh, and she's got her website, West Palm Beach, uh, Florida, and uh, and then the uh, her personal other website, SydneyPowell.com. Uh, Sydney with an S I instead of a Y. So there you oh, go. That's how you help make sure no one can find the right information and stuff, Kurt. Uh, do an I instead of a Y. Yeah, just spell it different. Oh, well. All right. <laughs> You got so. Giuliani now saying that, hey, we're parting, parting from Sidney Powell, and you mentioned this before, Kurt, but I want to highlight it for a reason. Uh, Rudy Giuliani on break with Sidney Powell. We're pursuing two different theories. Kurt, yeah. this is where I believe that, again, he's undermining everything. I don't want to spend time in theories, Kurt. This isn't a theory. Either we have proof of vote fraud or we don't. Sidney Powell says we do. And I believe her and want to defend her and give her time uh, to, uh, you know, what put that all together. Why is Giuliani talking about theories, Kurt? Are we just in theory? Oh, land well, I, th I think it. Uh, I think all that that means, Sam, is just different ways of looking at it. So instead of being so focused on the computers and all that kind of stuff, they're focused on 
hey, these uh, massive amounts of ballots that just get brought in, these uh, people that were not allowed to examine the ballots, um, you know, and those are uh, some pretty cut and dried things so that if the Supreme Court is going to rule on, uh, you know, that basic part, uh, seems like when it comes to these lawsuits, uh, they feel like, hey, you gotta, you got to focus in on certain little parts for it to get that part covered. And so if they do that with uh, Pennsylvania, for example, or the uh, Breitbart piece that talks about it says uh, uh, they only had 450,000 absentee ballots four years ago in Pennsylvania. This time they had 2.6 million. That's like, you know, uh, that's like letting a couple of thieves free all night in Tiffany and these expert voter fraud people, which you've got to say that Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania and Philadelphia and Detroit have a great expertise in voter fraud. And I think he's right about that. Um, he's right. But is that know, a theory? So, is that a fact there? Well, I think it's in just court, a you go to word, though, Sam. Yeah, might be. Uh, and you can yeah. defend it. I'm just telling you right now, when you do that, though, you really destroy confidence. We can say it's word games if we want, or it's just a difference in words. But when you're the lead Trump attorney and you're going to court and saying, we've got evidence and facts, and then you're like, hey, we're pursuing a theory. It doesn't, at least for guys like me, maybe it's fine for you. For guys like me, it doesn't engender at all confidence in your efforts. Yeah, he said, our theory of the case to get to the Supreme Court now in four places, and it's soon going to be in two others, and there'll be an overall lawsuit is basically misconduct of the election by state officials in at least five or six different states in which the misconduct of the election involved deprivation of constitutional rights for the president for example in one part of the state you could fix a ballot democrat part other part of the state you couldn't fix a ballot one part of the state the ballots were examined the other part of the state they didn't care if the ballots were examined in pennsylvania there are 680,000 unexamined ballots that virtually were put in secretly by democrats alone that's outrageous. This is misconduct of the election. And I and agree with that. I, I agree All I know that. is if I was on the Supreme Court, though, I'd say, Giuliani, I'm not interested in hearing your theories, buddy. Just not. Now, Sydney, if you've got facts, let's talk about them. By the way, sadly, during this whole process, Pennsylvania Legislative Committee shuts down election audit request. So they're not even going to look into it anymore. Never mind the two dissenters that were Republicans saying, hey, there's a problem here and we can't certify it. They've already shut down the audit request. That's according to Breitbart. So, again, the swamp is so deep, folks. And I think most people have just underestimated how evil and what lengths these thugs will go to to destroy everything we hold dear. That's all. It's a sad tale to tell, but somebody's got to tell it. Hour one in the can. Hour two coming up. A lot of news the networks refuse to use coming your way. Sam and Kurt on your radio. LibertyRoundTable.com. LovingLiberty.net. For Sam and Kurt, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk, radio Show. Talk Show. 
All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use. No doubt continues now. This is the broadcast for November 24th in the year of our Lord 2020. This is our two of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Hard-hitting news continues, Kurt. This one's faith under fire, sir. Very good, Sam. Yeah, the uh, headline there from WorldNet Daily says, uh, College professor finds Bible, reports it to bias hotline. This teacher has a pattern of discrimination. So, um, you know. Which teacher has a pattern of discrimination? Well, they're saying that that's... uh, you know, he found the Bible, and so then he's, uh, you know, of course, quite concerned. So he's um, calling the bias hotline. I guess they got something like that there. This is according to College Fix. This was uh, a George Mason University professor stumbled upon a Bible and an accompanying CD in her classroom. The professor collected the items and immediately reported the items to the school's bias incident reporting team. Uh, Wow. Uh, And they classified the episode as discrimination and harassment against religion. Um, And uh, the professor accompanied her report with photographs of the Bible and the items that were collected by the bias team. I didn't know they had a bias or incident reporting team. But it's not surprising in government schools there. Uh, so anyway, that's kind of what's happening when yeah, you so uh, Kurt with Biden send your charge kiddos and, off to school. And yeah. everything else, when do you think we'll go down? We're going to get reported. I mean, Kurt Crosby is not suppose. only, you know, Kurt Crosby encourages people just to walk into school with their Bibles, you know? That's right. I, I think they should, uh, you know, not start police cars on fire um i don't think they should start police uh, you know uh, departments or buildings on fire they i don't think they should break windows and all that kind of stuff but i do think they should maybe carry their bible with them and you know say hi and be See, nice according to, to society you're going about it all you wrong know. buddy i know i know but anyway hey right. speaking of just, schools uh, kurt wants to talk about brave new schools don't you kurt well, it's a World Net Daily piece, and, uh, you know, in this case, it uh, says, uh, student paper interprets Scott Atlas um, rise up um, tweet against lockdown as inciting violence, uh, and they, um, you know, so I don't, I don't know how you really read that, but, um, you know, um, so if you say rise up, remember, like, uh, who was it, um, Oh, the lady from uh, Palin, Sarah Palin, said something like uh, we're on target or something, and then they accused her of saying we're going to kill people or something like that. Uh, But this is according to College Fix. Um, The Stanford Daily ran a thinly veiled hit piece on Scott Atlas. They call him the anti-lockdown representative on President Trump's coronavirus task force and a senior fellow at Stanford's Hoover Institution. It was in response to his uh, tweet against new COVID-19 restrictions unilaterally imposed by Michigan Governor um, the Queen Gretchen Whitmer. Um, And uh, anyway, um, there's 
you know, kind of that battle going on between the lockdowners and the anti-lockdowners. Yeah, right? so, you know, Scott Atlas, they basically want you to believe, is rising up in violence and criminalistic views. The person that, you know, had a Bible at schools literally getting shut down and attacked. Kirk Cosby's encouraging people to bring Bibles in schools. And, you know, the problem is that, hey, the rhetoric is becoming beyond. Literally, the Trump administration, people are being threatened with violence and abused and stuff like that. None of us are safe, Kurt. The longer we stay on the air, the more unsafe we are. Well, I think you're right. But uh, as far as I can see, the, uh, you know, you got two choices. You can either succumb to the, you know, um, basically to the swamp or you can fight it. And, um, you know, I think you should uh, do the best you can in the, uh, you know, uh, for fashion of what was the phrase where they talk about um, you should be as wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove or something like that. Uh, yeah, but Kurt, know, because, uh, for us, it's not an option just to cave to the swamp. That's not a choice. Not for us, well, anyway. Or not for me, I that. should say that. What, what I mean is, you know, you have to, um, you know, if, if for example, it's going to, eat you alive like with the irs or whatever then you do the you know do the forms and you do the you know the paperwork and and yet you uh maybe survive to uh fight, fight the another day sure more. yeah yeah you're right it's a matter of refocusing our intent and refocusing uh, our efforts to uh, stand for religious freedom to stand for god family and country to protect that which we hold dear i agree with kurt that we might need to change our tactics but giving up in my mind is not an option and uh, I don't think that that's what we should do. Maybe we can go about it differently and stuff like that. But, man, you know, I just see things getting uh, pretty rough for folks. You know, when Dr. Scott Atlas, I mean, all he's saying is, hey, I don't believe lockdowns are the way to go. There's a better way. And he's literally, they're literally now associating that with violence from the good doctor. All right. I mean, it's just crazy. All right, COVID tracking program, Kurt. Very good, Sam. Yeah, the uh, headline here from WorldNet Daily says, uh, as you mentioned, COVID tracking program can't trace 80% of infections in New York City. People want firm, specific answers. Um, you know, I mean, I just think at least I've had a little bit of experience with the government COVID tracking uh, program, uh, you know, I think it's just kind of a joke to expect that you can, uh, you know, really know where things are and all that kind of stuff. You know, uh, maybe somehow we could uh, develop something that could, uh, you know, identify like, remember those, uh, oh, what was that? Inf infrared technology, you know, where you could like point out, oh, look, there's some, you know, so they need something like that, I suppose, so that you could just, uh, put some glasses on and go. Mm, there's a, there's a COVID guy and there's one and there's a, there's some COVID stuff in the air. Gotta duck that, you know. I mean, but I don't see that really happening. You know what I mean, uh, Sam? And so, um, well, just because you're a denier idea. of the truth, that's what doesn't yeah, mean I know. Yeah. Right. I anyway. mean, it is amazing what's going on here, folks. Okay, yeah. the COVID tracking program can't trace eighty. Percent of infections in New York City? Huh. 
So what's the answer, Kurt, that they're going to say? And the answer, they're going to say we need more contact tracing. We need to see more lockdown, more control, right? Well, yeah, you've got to stay in your little room in your house, maybe a you know, three-by-five area where you're sealed in there and then you're going to be safe. Now, right? we talked about this story before, but I think it's worth bringing up in context of you know, the Dr. Scott Atlas scenario. Dr. Scott Atlas basically saying, hey, lockdowns aren't good. We don't need lockdowns. They're saying it's inciting violence. But now you've got a Cambridge virologist speaking out. Art more with the details, Kurt. That's right, Sam. And, um, you know, Art Moore, I think, does some, you know, pretty good uh, work there at World Net Daily. Killer reporting, no doubt. I think so. Um, And in this case, um, you know, you're talking about, um, you know, the the difference between the the lockdowners, once again, and the ones who, you know, think uh, that's the only thing. It says Cambridge virologist lockdowns and masks are greatest hoax ever. As you mentioned, uh, utterly unfounded public hysteria driven by the media and politicians. Um, And uh, this is a Cambridge University trained virologist. Um, He spoke in a public forum against the extension of a mask mandate in one of Canada's largest cities. He called uh, comprehensive lockdowns, masks, and other mitigation efforts against the coronavirus utterly unfounded public hysteria driven by the media and politicians. Um, it's outrageous, he says. This is the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on an unsuspecting population. I mean, there it's kind of hard to say the greatest hoax because there's sure a lot of great hoaxes, you know. I mean, you're talking about the vote fraud thing and all the other stuff. Yeah, the Federal Reserve but that's what this, keep uh, going on yeah, for sure. But he's, he's right that it's a uh, massive, beyond imaginable, dishonest <laughs> truism about what's happening here. I say dishonest yeah. truism because they want you to believe that it's true, but it's a dishonest one. It isn't the truth. Now, is Corona real? Yes. Can people get sick? Yes. But they're making it seem like they've got to absolutely reset and remake society. They literally are pushing for, in my opinion, an unconstitutional jubilee over this thing. They're literally taking it all the way to the mat, Kurt, as I can see. Yeah, he's uh, this guy's name is Dr. Roger Hodkinson. Um, he's, um, well, CEO of Western Medical Assessments. Uh, he was speaking via telephone during an Edmonton City Council Community and Public Services Committee meeting. Um, and this is regarding Alberta cities or this Alberta city's uh, move to extend its face covering bylaw. He began with a summary of his credentials to ensure he's not being regarded as a quack. Uh, I got news for you, though. If you go against them, you're just not going to be talked about, even if they're not going to call you a quack. Um, He said uh, he's a medical specialist in pathology, which includes virology, trained at Cambridge University in England, a Royal College certified pathologist in Canada. He's a former chairman. I mean, it goes on and on, but the bottom line is it's kind of like the... uh, Global warming guys, Sam, they don't want to hear from this kind of guy, right? Yeah, Utah officials are begging people to stay home from Thanksgiving, too, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk about it in seconds. Liberty Roundtable Live, Sam and Kurt on your radio. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? 
Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. All right, the Dr. Scott Atlas speaking out, they ignore him. Cambridge virologist speaks out, they ignore and trash him. Now major peer review study out, finds masks don't work. Yes, published as Pennsylvania demands masks be worn in homes. No one's willing to look at the truth or the studies, Kurt. Well, they only want to look at the studies that, you know, match up with what they believe, right, Sam? You know, I mean, it's it's like uh, people that it's almost like the uh, atheists versus the, you know, God-fearing people. Uh, you know, the atheists, um, hey, they've always got some way of looking at it uh, differently, you know, and don't want to recognize God, you know. Um, and um, Yeah, but there's a major us, peer-reviewed study. I know, but are you surprised that, uh, you know, like, for example, I mean, you'd think if our governor knew about this, he wouldn't be telling people, oh, man, you know, you got to be uh, staying, you know, 10 feet or you got to have only 10 people for Thanksgiving or whatever. Um, but anyway, uh, there in Pennsylvania, they're requiring uh, masks in homes. Um, and uh, this is a first, they call it, or large randomized control trial of its kind. Uh, they say it showed no statistically diff significant difference in COVID-19 cases between people who wore masks and those who did not. Uh, it's a Danish study published uh, in the Annals of uh, Internal Medicine found that a recommendation to wear a surgical mask when outside the home, among others, did not reduce at conventional levels of statistical significance incident um, infection or COVID-19 infection compared with no mask recommendation. 
They had 6,000 participants in Den- Denmark. Uh, half were told to wear masks and half were not. The researchers found 42 of the participants who were told to wear masks contracted COVID, while 53 in the control group got the disease. Um, you know, out of 6,000, those are pretty close numbers. The authors concluded the difference was not statistically significant. And that's how they do that um, science stuff like that when you study up on it. Um, And uh, I guess an analysis recently done of a a dozen graphs charting the number of COVID-19 cases in countries and U.S. states confirmed the conclusions of recent studies that mask mandates have no effect on the spread of the disease. Um, In other words, current studies of people who are honest match what we've been told for decades which is masks don't work. Now they're basically trying to get you to believe masks do work, but even modern studies. So Ben, um, uh, what's his last name? You mean Ben Carson? No, Ben, our buddy that does the true news stuff. Oh, Ben Swan. Yeah, Ben Swan. Ben Swan did a, a, a video where he basically highlighted the fact that studies show masks don't work, and then everybody beat him up and said, oh, you're looking yeah. at data from a couple of years ago. So then Ben Swan rolled out a study that's similar to this one that you brought up and said, look, this is modern stuff immediately right now. Now what do you say? And now the critics aren't mm-hmm. saying anything. They don't They don't want to talk about it. No. You know? yeah, but I right. got a problem with this whole corona thing, Kurt, and let me explain mm-hmm. why. Not only is the truth so hard to find, not only is the propaganda everywhere, but I don't understand the common sense of this thing. Let me give you an example. There's a big headline, Associated Press, about Utah. Here's what it says. In stretched Utah's ICUs, a heartbreaking prediction. Hospitals have begun informally rationing care. And a further COVID surge is anticipated. So you go, oh, man, the hospitals are overwhelmed in Utah. Uh, They're already stretched. It's gnarly in the ICUs. The prediction came true. They're now rationing care and expecting the surge to continue. Okay? That's a sad tale to tell when you read the headline. But when you dig in, you got to go, huh? So when you dig into the story, here's what it says, Kurt. Last month. Hospital administrators started preparing for overflowing intensive care units by setting up crisis criteria that amid a surge, a predicted surge in COVID-19 patients, they could start to ration and decide who and who would not get to go to the ICU. In other words, who would stay in the ICU and who would not. Then they say there's you know still a couple of beds in the ICU available, but not very many. And they go into this big old article about how nurses that aren't normally ICU people are starting to be asked to work in the ICU. And then they're starting to say, hey, those who don't believe this is true, that there's a hoax, don't try to sneak into the hospitals. What we're telling you is true. And they go on to this big article about this, Kurt. But here's my question. How long have we known about the COCO, Kurt? Well, since early this year, according to most people, right? Yeah, and some are even speculating and talking about it being even earlier. So why last month in October, Kurt, of all times, are we gearing up for possible, you know, a prediction of a lot of people going to the hospital or whatever for the cocoa? Why last month are we trying to get ready? And now we're kind of caught, pardon the pun, with our pants down on this thing going, 
hey, uh, we're not really ready. We're not. We don't know who's going to do it. We're going to have to ration care. We're not prepared. We're Kurt. We've had like eight months to prepare for this thing, for this eventuality. They've been telling us over and over and over and over is going to hit, and has never hit. But if it has hit now, why have we just started to prepare last month? If we're in stretched ICUs and it's a heartbreaking scenario where the beds are all full and we're deciding how to ration care, why didn't we prepare when they took down that hospital, what, on the eastern seaboard and said we don't need the Navy hospital anymore? I don't know what happened to it. Why didn't we ask it to come to Utah? Or, you know, if we've got all these ICU beds that are full or, you know, we knew they were going to get full. It was a prediction that came true. Why didn't we prepare more before, Kurt? I just don't understand it. And furthermore, I'll make even another statement. How come solutions that we brought up on the radio many times, there was that doctor from Texas. He got literally shut down, Kurt. But he was saying that you can use somewhat breathing method or whatever in a, in a nebulizer or whatever, and it was very simple. And what was that guy's name? Do you remember? Well, you got the Bartlett guy out of Texas, uh, you know, and then you've got, um, you know, you had the whole group of uh, uh, doctors out yeah, of Dr. Uh, Bartlett. that were on the Supreme Court. Um, I think it was Richard Bartlett. Um, All right, so what did Dr. Know, Richard you, Bartlett say was the answer? Um, he, he used a nebulizer and, a, you know, one of the uh, things that's commonly used for uh, people with these... Um, What's it called? Do you know what that's uh, called? Maybe you can look up what Dr. Bartlett says, but I also know this. Mm-hmm. Ivermectin. Ivermectin can be used to treat COVID-19. Coronavirus. Now, you can go look that up. Just look up Ivermectin. I-V-E-R-M-E-C-T. I-N, ivermectin. Now, it's a drug that you can put in a nebulizer. You can breathe it. And it openly says that it helps get rid of the coronavirus, Kurt. Blatantly, openly says uh, that if you study this. The one that Dr. Bartlett out of Texas, the West Texas doctor used was called budesonide. um, Okay, so uh, whether we use this ivermectin or whether we use this benesonide or whatever it is, Budesonide. Okay. All I'm saying is that evidence shows if you start early and if you use these things, they can literally reduce and or get rid of the coronavirus to where we don't need people to go to the ICU. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the problem. There's a complete disconnect. If you bring this up to the nurses, they're just like, shut up, kid. You don't know what you're talking about. we got a crisis on our hands. Yeah. But then all the doctors that bring up these things, Dr. Scott Atlas. Oh, he doesn't know. Uh Poor guy's not even a, uh, what do they call those guys? Virologist. He's not even a virologist. Uh, Dr. Scott Atlas doesn't know. Okay, then you get a Cambridge virologist saying the same thing. They're like, oh, that guy's a whack, a quack, a nut. You get this doctor um, that we just mentioned, Bartlett or whatever, saying, hey, I've got this. I've done it and done it and done it. And patients, we're just ignoring it. Now we got peer-reviewed studies. Silver bullet. Peer-reviewed studies saying these masks don't work. And then they go. Hey, we've known about this thing uh, for like nine months. And uh, in stretched ICUs all over Utah now, we're melting down when I'm in a bed. We started preparing for this thing last month. And I'm going, what? 
And I'm going, have you used any of these things that the doctor's talking about? And the one I just gave you. I'm not even a doctor. I just got that information from a friend. Mm-hmm. Okay, a friend of mine. I don't want to say his name. Uh, I don't want to not give him credit, but I also don't know that he wants his name said. Right. Right? Because he might he, just he go to jail. He wouldn't want to get beat up or, you know, something like that. Like somebody wearing a Make America Great Again hat. You know? I-V-E-R-M-E-C-T. I N. You go look and you type that in in coronavirus and it says it can make a significant difference. There's doctors all over willing to speak out. Why do we got this crisis and why aren't we doing different things about it? Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Former White House advisor Dick Morris told Newsmax TV on Monday that Democratic presidential voter turnout was disproportionately larger than the population gains. For example, in Phoenix, there were 48% more votes cast in 2020 than in 2012. Now, the population of Phoenix did rise by 14% in that period, but there were 48% more votes. In Atlanta, it grew by 9%, and there were 30% more votes. In Detroit, where there was no population gain whatsoever, in fact, there was a little loss, somehow 50,000 more people voted, a 10% increase. And the only way that that increase can be found, can be justified, is by ballot stuffing. The GSA has greenlit the transition process for President-elect Biden, while President Trump is disputing election tallies claiming voter fraud. USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. The product that you have given me here is, as far as I'm concerned, sent to me from heaven. I love it a great deal. It's hard to find anything that's real nowadays. I enjoy it immensely. It's making my life so much better. I feel so much better. And during this pandemic, I have no worries whatsoever. My immune system has got to be at a top-notch level. I don't seem to get colds or anything. I don't know what getting sick is anymore. This is so cool. Experience the balance of nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. In the fight against COVID-19, politicians placing curfews on American freedom seems to make no sense. USA Radio News Val Dior has more. Several California sheriffs are telling Governor Gavin Newsom they will not enforce the state's new curfew rules. The governor unveiled new restrictions ahead of the Thanksgiving holiday that ban non-essential activity between the hours of 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. in counties that contain 94 percent of the state's population. Fresno County Sheriff Margaret Mims says, quote, we're not going to make criminals of normally law-abiding citizens. She argues that police have higher priorities, including taking guns away from gang members and saving children from Internet predators. She says there's little data showing that activities between 10P and 5A play a significant role in spreading the virus. Other officers in the state echo MIMS' position and will encourage compliance and boost education efforts about the dangers of the virus's spread without arresting people. From the Texas USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Val Dior.
All right, the same swamp in bed with media that won't let you understand the truth on vote fraud and won't create accountability there are the same group that says, hey, man, we didn't really prepare for the vaccination, or I'm sorry, we didn't prepare for the COVID, the cocoa thing. Now we got all kinds of uh, folks, you know, in hospital beds, and we got a crisis on our hands in Utah. Literally last month, they started preparing for people to, you know, overwhelm the facilities as the second wave of the cocoa hits. But it's amazing. Why did they just start preparing last month, first of all? Wow. But now they say third strong vaccine may have big advantage. They call it a, how do you say this thing? AstraZeneca's? They say Canada. Yeah, that's the company's AstraZeneca. Mm -hmm. Is up to 90% effective. How do they know that, Kurt? Just from there. I thought the other two were like 94 and 95. Yeah, Kurt, but this one has a better positioning. Because they say it can be easily stored and shipped, whereas the other ones can't. So this one's in great shape, Hmm. my friend. And so I want you to know that it's 90% effective, the first one. 94 the other one. 95 the other one. So all of them are just super, super effective. In fact, they're more effective than any vaccine on the market. Mm-hmm. And we rushed them all to, so we rushed it to, you know, fruition via Operation Warp Speed or whatever else. And then we say all three of them are just, I mean, they're they're safe, they're effective, they're going to be bypass all the approvals, but they're safe, don't worry. We tested them, they're good, they're 90 plus effective, all of them. Kurt, that just can't be when no vaccine on the market is that effective. Kurt, they're lying to you, my friend. They're absolutely lying to you. Oh, Sam. Uh, The headline from Business Insider says Ben Carson says he's out of the woods after taking an unproven coronavirus treatment recommended by the MyPillow CEO. Yeah, um, I guess, uh, you know, Carson, they said, used an extract from a toxic plant to fight the disease at the recommendation of MyPillow CEO Mike Lindell. It says uh, he that Carson tested positive for the virus earlier this month after having attended a White House election watch party. Over the past few weeks, Carson has been relying on an experimental treatment to deal with the virus. He said, I was extremely sick and initially took Oleander 4X with dramatic improvement. Um, And that says it's an extract taken from a toxic plant. But I have a problem with Kurt. (laughs) Yes. They say an unproven treatment, but the vaccines are proven. Look, we did Operation Warp Speed. We sped past all the normal tests to know if it's proven or not. And they're saying they're all three 90 plus percent effective. I don't even know what proof we have of that at all. Kurt? What's proven so far about the cocoa? Well, you have the big pharma, you know, that's... um course working on this and so you have the different people uh you know like for example you listen to uh, sean hannity's program and the lady that he has kind of working with him she says man i'm not taking the the vaccine and, and sean's like yeah i'm gonna take it you know so you know you just have different people looking at things a little differently i i expect that you're kind of a little less likely to take the vaccine um and you'd probably a little bit more likely you. I'm going to uh, take it. You so know, are you. Like, uh, oh, we're going to be forced to. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ready for the next headline? 
Qantas CEO. Vaccination will be required to fly. I think that's going to be a common thing, says the Qantas Airlines CEO. But don't you think you'll be able to just pick up, you know, how, like, let's say you're an illegal immigrant in America. You can just buy, like, yourself a little, uh, I know, but. If I'm an illegal immigrant, I don't need to get vaccinated. Well, I know, but, uh, you know, those guys can usually just buy a social security card or whatever and and, uh, get uh, work. So then, in this case, you'd just buy yourself a little um, sticker or something that says, hey, you've had the mandatory vaccination. No, 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 no. no. They're going to create a way that you can't forge it, buddy. Yeah, maybe they'll just give you one as you climb on. Uh, But anyway, uh, that's what they say, uh, according to Channel 9's current affair. They says they're looking at changing our terms and conditions to say for international travelers that we will ask people to have a vaccination before they can get on the aircraft. That's the uh, what their CEO. Yeah, he doesn't really drill down on what he'll do if you don't. No, he doesn't no. really articulate that. But see, Ben Carson, Kurt, is a top doctor, too. And why is he doing alternative treatments? Well, there's a good, good point. Why didn't he just sign up and be part of the vaccine crew? Well, um, he, Ben could have snuck into the uh, wire ben, and got some vaccines. According to the story, he says uh, he has some several comorbidities. After a brief period when I only experienced minor discomfort, the symptoms accelerated, and I became desperately ill, he says. Uh, and he says, President Trump was following my condition and cleared me for the monoclonal antibody therapy that he had previously received. So uh, stop. And Now you're saying yeah. that President Trump and Ben Carson both got well with these, quote, unproven proven. Un, uh, treatments. You know, not vaccines. You know, but, but, if, you know. but if a couple of people got well at high level, including a doctor, wouldn't you start to take it maybe a little more seriously, Kurt? Well, you would if people knew about it, Sam. But if oh, if nobody point. gets told about this, then and, and yeah. it's like the whole hydroxychloroquine thing. You know, I mean, it's been around for like sixty plus years. They use it uh, in all these countries uh, where where they're treating people for what is it, uh, some other disease. Um, you know, and they find that because they're treating them for that disease, then they have a lower level of the covid or the coronavirus in those areas as well but you know you wouldn't really want to talk about that because it's really cheap compared to you know like um well and this is the problem but they're literally running around the conservative state of utah going man all of our beds are full and we started preparing that last month and we don't know what to do and we're just at critical levels and why don't we have that um richard bartlett guy come and speak to the hospitals why don't we call a national press briefing and have the doctor of Texas come and speak, and why don't we try his protocols? What have we got to lose, Kurt? We'll see. We're literally that. turning people away from the ICU right now. If you did that and you were the governor, they'd say you're a kook, right? If people get well, I don't care. Oh, yeah, but, you know, we can't really take the heat. Of course, he's not going to run for office anymore, so I don't know. I think he's happy to tell everybody to wear a mask and... Go get your booze at the state-run liquor store and uh, make sure we we got smokes available. And, uh, you know, I mean, we got all that kind of stuff. I mean, we're concerned with your health, believe me. You know, I mean, we're we're quite worried. You've lost your mind. (laughs) I mean, Kurt, we're literally turning people away 
from ICU. People are really sick. This isn't time to play games with money. Or be dishonest with the people, Kurt. Look, we got to listen to Dr. Scott Atlas, Dr. Ben Carson, President Trump. We got to listen to this um, Cambridge virologist. Okay, Richard Bartlett, Cambridge virologist. We need to listen to all these people, Kurt. I mean, we've literally got people being turned away from the ICU in the state of Utah. Is Utah in on the scam? Those doctors that had those. uh... Uh, had that news conference on the steps of the Supreme Court. Oh, they're all in their white coats. I mean, there was like 10 of them there. Even one of them was a black lady from like Nigeria or whatever, said she'd treated like 150 patients and 100% with the hydroxychloroquine, you know, and yet, you know, we're just supposed to like, ooh, don't talk about that, right, you know? No, I talked about vitamin C and vitamin D and fresh air and plenty of sleep and plenty of good water and zinc uh-huh. and stuff like that all in the beginning, too. Yep, yep, good point. Okay, but all this is being ignored and all we're doing is rushing towards the vaccine. But you understand that they told us all we need to do is be quiet and be calm for like two or three weeks in March to flatten the curve and it would all be okay. Yeah. And now they're literally saying even after the vaccine, it won't be enough. Good point. Even after you get the jab. Now they say 70% of Americans could get vaccinated and we could create herd immunity uh, by next June, July if we're willing, Kurt. Yeah, that's right. If you're not, see, like if everybody takes it but you, see, then you will be the problem. You know what I mean, Sam? Of course. uh, You know, yeah. When you're a chink in the armor, buddy. That's right, of course. See, that's, I mean, this is insane. But why don't we listen to some of these alternative people? I mean, you you can't deny when Ben Carson gets well and President Trump gets well. What makes you an alternative person? I mean, I guess it's just when you just decide. Yeah, but Ben's not an alternative person. He's a top doctor, my friend. Okay. Is he alternative? Yeah. Well, I mean, he is if he hangs out with President Trump, right? That's how you know. If you <sighs> All right. I guess that's the narrative we're going down. <laughs> so Qantas CEO says, hey, man, you're going to have to have a vaccine to fly. The Ticketmaster folks say you're going to have to have a vaccine to attend a movie or attend a, a concert or whatever else. What's next? Well, Larry Clayman's well, in the news. It's all for your good, your own good, Sam. Larry Clayman takes on Fox News. I'll tell you about it in seconds. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large... 
that they have to spend a little bit less. Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. All right, live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. We're being lied to on every front. News that networks refuse to use can set you free, but you know what? Anybody who really stands with the solutions is shut down. From Ben Carson, top doctor taking alternative treatments to the vaccines everywhere is the only answer they claim. Big, big billions of dollars at stake on it. There you have it. Larry Clayman, quote, Fox News is dead. But the answer is not Newsmax. Newsmax CEO Chris Reddy gave a million dollars to the Clinton Foundation, Kurt. So Larry Clayman warning, hey, Newsmask is not your aunt. Newsmask. <laughs> Mask. No, it's Newsmax. Newsmax is not your answer. And I think Larry Clayman's right about this. This is kind of the problem that I have with Giuliani. You know, these people don't really change and repent. Now, I'm not saying repentance and change isn't possible. I'm just saying I don't see it in these people. We don't have any evidence that that's the case. So sad to say, Larry Clayman's saying, hey, everybody's turning into Newsmax from Fox, but that's the wrong way to go. He's right, Kurt, except for there is nowhere else to go. Well, I was watching a report last night from One American News, and I thought it was pretty well done. It had, uh, you know, the... Uh, uh, dominionization uh, report of our uh, the election and it was like a half hour thing I know you're su you're surprised I didn't send it <laughs> but uh, you know the one American news people I think do a pretty good job uh, but uh, I'd mostly focus on uh, you know like you say uh, Sidney Powell and uh, you know good good websites that you can trust a little bit more uh, you know, one I think it does a pretty good job is the Epic Times, um, and I know you mentioned that they're uh, um, owned by the Chinese or whatever. As far as I understand, I was you know studying up a little bit more on that, and it I looked like it was Chinese individuals who had um, basically left the Communist Party. Yeah. And they were, oh yeah. You know, saying and if if it's all really true, not just a ruse, I don't that. know. It's kind of like trusting yeah, the Russians, you know. I agree Good that you point. trust them, but yeah. you trust but verify. And you keep an eye on Russia today. You keep an eye on the Epic Times. They both do a great job. Uh, One News Now, as you mentioned, does a great job. The personal ones that I like are Breitbart and WND.com. They do some of the best jobs. I kind of like the trustworthy people like G. Edward Griffin, who has Need to Know dot news because he points yeah. to headlines all over the country, kind of like a drudge does. Uh, but yet right. from a trustworthy source. And so, you know, I, I'm not at all trying to criticize the Epic Times or Russia Today or any of these other organizations. I'm just saying I don't know who they are 
is a little bit harder to trust them. I would trust but verify. But like the G. Edward Griffins of the world and the WND.coms of the world, I would say that they've proven their mettle in times gone past. They've done a great yeah. job for a long time. And so Good I'd point. be very careful with that. But everybody's turning into Newsmax, which I think is a mistake, personally. I've watched some of their stuff, and I I only watched, uh, what is his name, Greg Kelly a little bit. Yeah, he's uh, on like 7 reports. p.m. or something, isn't he? I don't know when he is. It's just uh, YouTube, you know, somebody posts it there that I watch, uh, you know, and he's always happy to have uh, Sidney Powell on, and I think... Uh, and he's fair to her, too. You know, but, yeah, it seems like to me, uh, but uh, it all depends on, you know, what happens later, and like you say, when you have... Uh, the owner of Newsmax, Chris Ruddy, uh, contributing a million to uh, the Clinton Foundation. It kind of reminds you of when they uh, complained about the president uh, contributing to the Democrats in the past. Uh, you probably had, <laughs> if you're going to do business in New York, you know, you pretty much had to do uh, contributions to the Democrats. Um, Sad, but a true reality check. And I'm not saying Chris Reddy is our enemy. I think it's a relative discussion. Sometimes, you know, hey, even the best or not even the best people or the best news services are way better than others. You know, so if you're going to compare like a Newsmax to a CNN or even a Newsmax to a Fox, I say it's significantly better. Um, You know, but at the same time, I'd be very careful because I don't believe that, uh, you know, those guys are true blue. I think they'll, they'll steer you right most of the time. But when push comes to shove at clutch times, I think they'll betray you. You know, kind of like Giuliani saying, oh, yeah, we got a bunch of theories running around here. You know, we're going to see which theory sticks. Well, I don't believe theories are what you do when you take a court case of such magnitude to the Supreme Court. You don't dabble in theories. You dabble in facts and provable realities. Um, but there you have it. Digital now earns more than print for the first time at the New York Times Company. Kurt? Are you surprised about that? Sam? Not surprised that digital bringing them in the cash. A little bit surprised that Donald Trump saved the New York Times from absolute ruin, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Well, um, <sighs> you know, no, there you I go. You like uh, to criticize them. We love to give them, you know, they played the opposition to Trump so well that they got rich on it. Yeah, good point. Um, Same with I CNN. Think so many times, uh, you know, so many times you get these uh, government entities uh, that pay massive amounts of money um, to things like the New York Times and uh, CNN or whatever else for their subscription. And and that's what really, uh, you know, many times keeps them going. Uh, we've seen some of those reports in the past. Um, but uh, anyway, there you go. Yeah, I know that when I used to go to hotels, this was back before the cocoa, but, you know, you used to walk out of your hotel room and stumble across the newspaper, and then they were like, oh, that was a distributed red copy. All I did was stumble across it on my way to breakfast, you know. <laughs> That's how they kind of roll. Uh, but anyway, I, I find it interesting that the New York Times is doing so well, and it just goes to show again, the, as long as the public continues to just double down and get their information from the wrong source, Chris Reddy puts a million bucks into uh, the Clinton Foundation. You know, what if Chris Reddy would have put a million bucks into us or like-minded organizations to us? You know, what if these people that are putting so much money into digital for the New York Times put money into our organization? Now, I'm not just saying you need to fund Sam Bushman. If you believe that others are more adept at the news or more, you know, truth-telling or whatever else, then fund them. I'm just saying if the money and the time and the effort that goes into some of these places went to the right sources, just imagine what we could do. Let me give you an example. I don't know if you know about actor George Clooney, Kurt. Do you know much about this guy? 
Oh, yeah, probably more than I want. All right. Well, anyway, this guy one time mm-hmm. once gifted 14 of his best friends a million bucks each. Did you hear about this? No, I didn't hear that. Yeah. And he just said, hey, man, I don't want to be rich all by myself. I want my, you know, 14 best friends. So he invited them all over and they were hanging out. And he's just like, hey, man, I'm going to give you guys each a million bucks. And they're like, what? Anyway, he gave each of them a million bucks. And he's just like, I'd rather be, you know, have me and a bunch of my friends to do well than just me do really well all by myself. And I commend George Clooney for this. This is an interesting story that just kind of came from the archives that I had. But I wanted to bring it up now because I think it relates. Um, You know, I've always said that I'd rather have me and a bunch of my friends do well than have me just super rich and my friends not have money. Uh, and But this is an example where just imagine if some wealthy people did that for us. Just imagine if, if Chris Ruddy or or George Clooney or, or your, you know, whoever else could be, if they were to say, look, I'm not going to give all the money to Sam and Kurt and, and Liberty News Radio, you know, lovingliberty.net. I'm going to give me and my 25 top small news organizations a million bucks each. Just imagine what wonders could be done for our cause and our sacred efforts in fighting for the cause of liberty, Kurt. Just imagine how much good but we could do. And whether we get a million dollars or a bunch of donator, donors that donate 20 bucks, five bucks, whatever the number be, the dollars aren't important, Kurt. The, the greater numbers of people getting involved in the solutions is what matters. Well, that's a great point, Sam. And, uh, you know, it seems like, uh, uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, as you uh, listen, we, you know, do mention this occasionally, uh, as you consider, uh, you know, places for your hard earned money, uh, as you, you know, think, uh, of course, paying your power bill and your gas bill and all the different ones you have, you know, if you, um, you know, will include us, um, you know, in there, we'd sure appreciate it. You can include, uh, you know, the program Liberty Roundtable, uh, and our website, libertyroundtable.com. Um, of course, our uh, network that we are part of, Loving Liberty Radio Network. Um, and, uh, you know, as you put your hard-earned money there, we promise to use it very carefully in the uh, uh, cause of freedom and the promotion of liberty and everything that you hear here that we've talked about, whether it's the promotion of uh, um, Sidney Powell or, uh, you know, any of these others are only... Um, I guess you could say possible because uh, good people like you and others have uh, put their money where our mouth is, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah, and one guy e- emailed me and said, you know what, some of the things you're saying on the radio, I just got to donate. He donated 100 bucks. don't want to say his name. But he's like, I don't agree with you at all religiously, Sam. But you know what? You guys bring up more detailed truth and more focused stories and more, you know, uh, willing to tell the truth and, 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 and level with the people more than anybody that I know. And I just want to reward that. Thank you so much. And so he sent us a hundred bucks again. I, I'm not begging for your money to support my family. I work all day, every day, six days a week for my family money. My wife works too, by the way. So we're not begging for your money on a personal note, but if we're going to grow our presence in the media, Kurt, it's going to take we, the people to get it done. It's not going to happen. Um, I wish it was just some angel investor putting, you know, millions of dollars, but I've never seen it in my 25 plus years of doing this. And so, but if we had a, you know, if we literally had Americans doing, you know, less than a dollar a day, 30 bucks a month, you could say that's a lot of money, but I don't think so. You know, it wouldn't take very many of us, Kurt, where we could start buying radio stations and really spreading the word like no other. But when there's only the few of us, 
you know, there's literally probably um, less than 20 people that have made this network stay alive for over 25 years, Kurt. And I'm grateful to those people. Don't misunderstand me. I've probably put in the most in terms of time and dollars of anybody. And I'm not trying to take credit for that. I'm just highlighting that there's so scant few of us. If we could get bigger numbers of people that would, you know, double down, we could really make a difference. I mean, less than a dollar a day, 30 bucks a month. You know, how many people would it take to buy those radio stations, Kurt? That you, you know, there's two radio stations here in Utah. Good point. Mm-hmm. That we want to, you know, try to, you know, spread the word with or whatever. But if you had thirty dollars mm-hmm. uh, a month, right? That's exactly right. Times how many people? Yeah. You know, if you did it times the five thousand people, five thousand people, three hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. And uh, so, if you be one hundred fifty grand, you do thirty bucks uh, times five thousand people is one hundred fifty grand. Is that right? Okay. And that's just one-time donations. If we had people do it monthly, Kurt, and they only did 10 bucks a month, right? How many people would it take? Let's say we need 400 grand for these radio stations. Uh, divided by, uh, what, 10? You'd need 40,000 people. But if you divide that 40,000 people by 12... Because you do it a month, you'd only need 3,333 people, Kurt. And you could do it. Just 10 bucks a month from that many. Okay, so this is easily done. Now, forget the stations in Utah if you're around the country. You know what? Stations can be bought in your area. Or even forget radio stations. Just imagine how much we could promote, how much we could take our news services to the next level. We could start to have video news feeds daily. But it all takes cash. I'd love a crew to put me on TV. And to let me do five-minute newscasts, or somebody else for that matter, you could get a better spokesman than me by far. But just think of what we could do. It doesn't take much, but it takes a few of us. More than one or two or five or 20. You know, it takes a couple of thousand of us. But if we really got dedicated, just imagine the impact we could have. There's hope for this country, ladies and gentlemen. And I think it starts with people getting the truth in the media. How long will they let us do this? If nobody stands up, I predict not very long. If we start to stand up, I, I predict we can grow. The only question left is, which will it be? It's up to me and thee, I'll tell you that. God save the republic, lovingliberty.net.